Okay, so this Apple event was pretty insane, alright? It was, of course, the first April event in 11 years. The last time was 2010. And I uh, was so excited. And I'm pretty happy with what uh, with the products that they announced. And, of course, Rishi is here. Yep, I'm here. And I am literally, like, like astonished by what they have, like introduced to like the apple ecosystem and um the like new updates and stuff holy moly you'll be excited to hear this exactly and um of course it was on april 20th uh 2021 which is pretty cool and um that actually starts our episode So now with this event releasing all these new updates and stuff, they've also released one thing that we've been hearing so many rumors about, and it's a new podcast subscription. So actually, um, you can now in Apple Podcasts, you can purchase a subscription that allows you to get like early access to some episodes. Um, you can get bonus content, but thankfully it didn't change for like the normal podcast app. But yeah, I hear like it's it's gonna be cooler. And then they like designed the redesigned the entire um app, like the new app. Like it's like it's like literally new now. Like if you yeah. go on a um if you go on a um show, you can uh it's like a you have the photo of the um of the show and it's like in it's like a big, it's really big, and then like it's it's so organized properly and I think it's really cool. And um, yeah, and so here's one thing that I actually noticed. Now with this new, this is going to be obviously introduced in iOS 14.5, which is coming any minute now. And it's literally, um, so what I was saying is they removed, I think they're going to remove the subscribe button and replace it with the follow button. So I don't know what they're trying to imply by doing that, but I, I just seen those rumors. I don't know. If, yeah, I, no, I mean, happen, it's in the beta. It's in the, it, it's actually, that's what I want to say, right? It's actually, all the stuff, the podcast stuff is kind of already in the beta um, pro, program. iOS 14.5 beta. So yeah, um, exactly. The YouTube channels that I watch for iOS 14.5. All right. They, um, they already talked about this. And actually, I already, me and Rishi actually talked about it, about it for the listener, uh, if you're listening. Uh, and, um so but in my opinion i think it looks really good right what do you think yeah it looks beautiful the redesign it's just so much more organized that's like than the old app and it's it's better i think and like i the one the one thing that they've already released but it's still my favorite thing i'm just gonna mention like if you have a show that it's not like this is like only very temporary thing if you have a show that hasn't been like released to the public yet you can like take its rss feed and put it in and now lots of podcasts um like um like uh episode submitters like google exactly like episode submitters like um google podcasts um like directories basically right and those places they've allowed rss feeds rss feed submission to listen on the apps right so that's really cool so I mean they've yeah. already had that before. I'm just mentioning that, guys. If you guys yeah, and then you, and then that. of course the early access is there, which is I guess pretty nice. But I I don't I don't know. I don't think I would pay for it. I don't know. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? There, we're definitely not playing paying it for it because I'm literally the only person that listens to podcasts. Oh, same and, thing, hundred <laughs> percent. And no one else does it anyway. So there's no point just but, for pay, paying for me. And it nothing even changed for the normal people, like normal um, listener. So. I'm happy about that, right? It, like you know, but um, also for you, Richie, it's it's a it's it's like not too much different because your Apple you you subscribe to Apple Music, your family, right? So you already seen this like new design and stuff like that, right? For what? For Apple Music, right? Y- y- yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have the. There's like there wasn't a redesign for Apple Music, but I'm just saying like yeah, we do have this um. We have the subscription for it so that we can like 
see everything that happens. Like they've got a new yeah, logo. No, but I mean, it's, I mean, what everyone's been saying is that the app, the new Apple Podcast, looks more like Apple Music. So you know, uh, I can I can agree with that because if you press on an artist or something or an album, it's kind of similar to the new podcast update. So it's cool. They're merging. It looks like they're merging ideas and formats of different apps and that's cool and now it's i think we should move on to i think iphone 12 iphone 12 yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say and basically it's pretty simple right they add a new purple color and here's the absolute reason why they do that right basically a lot of phone companies do this right the halfway through their cycle of when they release their phone right they always put out a new color to ramp, re-ramp up sales, basically. Just Because sales obviously tampers down and down. But if you release a new color, people are like, oh, my God, wow. And then they just, you know. Yeah. Even more. Yeah, I thought of that, too. Um, that's, pro- I, that's, that's what I thought was probably the reason. And, yeah, it, I mean, it's not a bad tactic, in my opinion. Like, yeah, people, I, don't, I mean, I, I see why they do it. I mean, adding colors, it's, I mean, it's better for the buyer right so i don't see that as a problem so i mean that's cool how they've added this new color um i think i mean there are other um new devices that they're introducing in this apple event that have also included newer colors um and i think last year iphone 11 yeah definitely last year iphone 11 had the purple color so it's cool how they're also putting that into this new iPhone 11. So that's really cool. And um, yeah, so that's um, for the iPhone 12. And now I think we should move on to AirTags, which they've literally just released. And so there've been so many rumors about AirTags and like throughout the past. And I even found a way that if you go into like your browser, iSafari on, my phone and if you there's this one line of code that you can type in and if you do that it'll open inside the find my app it'll show like the beta version of uh, air thing i mean uh, sorry air tags and so air tags yeah they just got released and it's like one billion devices can be used to find uh, for find my and i think to use the um find my i think you have to use for precision finding, you need the U2 chip and um, you have to use the camera and the gyro sensor. And so that's really cool. And yeah, the U1 so, chip is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. U1 chip. Yeah. It's thankfully it's incorporated into the iPhone 11 for me. So I'm happy about that. We can use that. But also now yeah. going on to price, which is literally my favorite thing to talk about every single time. They are $29, which in my opinion is overpriced as heck and for four of them it's 99 bucks which is still extremely overpriced for one air tag i don't know why you would put like if you would put a four pack for 29 bucks i mean that's like that's reasonable in my opinion yes the tech inside there is very very advanced and it's probably worth 29 bucks but i think seriously like no one is gonna buy an air tag like one air tag for 29 dollars or like four i think the four pack might like blow up and like people will buy the four pack but i mean like no one will is going to i i like promise you barely anyone is gonna buy like one air tag for 29 dollars. like that's overpriced well yeah i i guess i actually i agree with that all right they can get some way cheaper tile ones. But of course, as, as Richie said, like it's been rumored for two years. I'm so excited they're finally out. And I'm also starting to think why they might have delayed it. You know why? Because all right, this is like maybe one reason, all right? But I don't think this is even a valid reason, all right? Basically, you know how in the iPhone 11, right, um, the U1 chip came out, right? Let's say they put, let's say they released it the, the same event or same year as when the iPhone 11 was out, right? It would only be for the new customers, which is like there, which is actually a good tactic for people to get to buy new phones. But what Apple, this might be another thing, right? What if they, if 
when they had two generations, like the iPhone 11 came out like a year and a half ago-ish, more than that, actually. And um, then you basically have the iPhone 11 customers and the 12 customers, all right? So that also can attract more um, people to get it because they have the they have it, right? You know, so that, that may be a reason, right? So they, because it'll attract more people to buy it if they have the phone, if they have the phone slash equipment and the chip to use it. Yeah, and their timing is really good because like iPhone 11 blew up in sales. Every, like so many people bought the iPhone 11. And it's like, let's say you have like a certain, like that large amount of iPhone 11 users and then like bit smaller, but still almost the same size amount of iPhone 12 users. If you combine that, it's like extremely large. And that's not just for iPhone 11. That could be for iPhone 11 Pro, Pro Max, uh, the entire lineup, right? For iPhone 11, iPhone 12, right? Yeah, so if you series, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And then if you combine that, now you have so many different users that get the chance to use um, this AirTag um, software and hardware, right? So it's really cool. And so now talking more about the hardware, it's really, really like it's a small, it's a small thing. And I think it's like, I mean, yeah, Samsung, it's yeah, it's small. It's way smaller than I expected. Like I thought it was going to be at least, I, oh, I can't show you how big it would be, but um, I thought it was going to be like around the size of, of a mouse, not as thick as a mouse, but like, you know, the size around the size of a mouse, like that's, but that, that, but that was a bit too big. And but what that's else? What the renders showed. <laughs> yeah, that's the renders exactly. for the past two years. Yeah, I, that's what I thought it would be the size of. But like now they've it's way smaller, which is good because now you won't be able to see it, and you can still find it, right? And um, but about the hardware, right? You can it can come inside um a keychain, so you can put it in a keychain case and attach it to your backpack, uh, suitcase, anything like that. They've actually opened it up to third party and so that's really cool for third-party um devices and softwares and um you could personalize them you can put like um emojis your name just like you can do with airpods and um i think there's not much more to um talk about on air tags i think we should move on and now i think let's move on to Apple TV. That is probably another big thing, Apple TV. Really? Um, for me, it was, in my opinion, a little upsetting. <laughs> really? You I know. mean, like, the remote and stuff. It, that was so, a cool thing. I was, I, was actually, I was actually happy about the remote. All right, finally, some kind of change. Yeah, but and then the... But I don't know if it means that, like, because, um, you know, in the iPhone, um, for all the Apple devices, including iPhone, and iPad with the flat side rails, right? They made the device thinner. Does that mean that the Apple TV gets thinner, the remote? Because that remote can go through anything, basically, any sofa. No, I, I think it's, it gets a little thing. I think they made it thicker. No, it looks like it made it thicker. Definitely, they made it thicker because now they've added that um, Siri button on the side. Oh, there was I used to, about that. Yeah, there was nothing on the side of the remote before. So now, it, before it just used to be plain silver at least for the newer remotes just like silver on the sides right and then black colored it looks more like older like it looks like an older type of remote but it, it's extremely advanced and it looks pretty nice actually it's like um i feel like um it actually now it's going to be easier to find because it's thicker yeah, which it, is good and it has the ipod track wheel kind of you know the, the ipod track track wheel yeah yeah i was going to mention that too it has like you could that's for um like moving forward, moving backward in the show. And as they said, to capture the exact moment that you wanted to go back to in the show, something like that. All right. And um, now also that it's like a white color now. So that's cool. They have a white colored remote. Um, let's see. What else do they have? Uh, then let's not talk too uh, Okay. Actually, then the pricing, the about the Apple TV itself, it costs um, $179 for the 32 gigabytes and just $20 more for um, 64 gigabytes of storage. So that's really good. Well, yeah. So, he, so, uh, and then also, I want to actually talk about the um, 
basically you can do there's a new color ba- balance feature which I was impressed by. All right, basically where sometimes your TVs are not individually tuned right to the standard, and of course app, uh, your Apple TV doesn't know that, right? Yeah, so exactly. What you can do using the Face ID sensors, you put your the, the screen basically onto your iPhone screen basically onto the, to the TV. Yeah, exactly. All right, it detects everything. All right, and then sends that information to the Apple TV and and then does a default correction. So then, so that's pretty cool. All right, and then here is what I was upset about. All right, one seventy nine for a streaming, you know, for this product. Basically, I don't know exactly what it's called anymore, but um. Basically, the Amazon Fire Stick is fifty dollars, but normally on sale for like uh thirty-five to forty dollars. That's what we got it for, all right. And then the Google TV is like a similar uh, story compared to uh, with the Fire TV. This is one seventy-nine or two hundred dollars for this thing. I mean, the quality is awesome. I don't, I like it, but like it is. I don't. In my opinion, I don't think it's worth the money. What do you think? I know Nothing. I say that everything that Apple does, they do amazing job with lots of things, but they price everything. They need a teacher on pricing. Like I, someone needs to teach them how to price their products. I feel like it's just not right because, like, you can get like quality. Like you can get different. You can get like similar quality devices that are like less than half the price of the apple tv of apple products in in like just apple products you know you can get them for less than half of the price and still similar quality so they that's something they need to work on yeah literally the um the fire stick in most cases is like a quarter of the price which is a little annoying, in my opinion, but um, the po- the product's really nice, though, right? But, yeah, um, it has yeah. the um A twelve Bionic chip inside. Um, I mean, it in the Apple TV four K, but I don't. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that doesn't well, really matter. Exactly. Well, then now moving on to actually the iMac. All right. Uh, oh wait, before actually- before we move on. Ted Lasso, new trailer for season two. Just saying. Yeah, I guess it's. I, I actually I kind of want to watch the first season. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, they devoted an entire like three minutes, like two minutes of the like thing just for um the trailer. And I'm ninety five percent sure that um, Tim Cook never even watched the show. I'm probably just doing that on purpose. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, um. It, I, it's actually kind of a funny show, um, but uh, yeah, two, three minutes at an Apple event is really a big, like, well, I mean, obviously it's good to spread the word, but it's a big deal, you know, when, when like, um, um, I don't know, the numbers are a little low, actually, um, for people who are on live streaming, right? But actually, I think, I, right, um, it was 900,000 people, which I, I guess makes sense because people have work and stuff. Right, but then the views always obviously after go up. But like, um, it is a big deal. All right, especially when you can't skip it uh, during an uh, during a live stream. But yeah, and then I want to move on to the iMac Pro, which I am so happy for. All right, number one. All right, it is. And now for the iMac, which I am so happy that has been finally redesigned uh, for the looks. So, number one, all right, the colors. Actually, no, that's not even the number one, all right? Number one, they finally reduced the chin, except there's still, sadly, a chin there. But I understand, right? They don't. They want to differentiate it from the Pro Display XDR. And they have thinner borders, all right? And they're still there, so it doesn't look like the futuristic, futuristic, futuristic design, but, like, it would be, in my opinion, 
like the iPad mini or the old iPad design, basically. It's still like that. It's so much more thinner than before. Oh, yeah, 11.5 millimeters or something like that. Yeah, it's like tiny because of this M1 chip. I like, I'll explain. Um, Basically, they um, took out, it was like a giant um, logic board. But then because of the M1, it was like significantly decreased in in size and stuff. So it's like, um, it looks, I mean, like it's so much more thinner. Like if you, there was this one picture that they showed inside the event. It was like all the iMac, I mean, all the Mac, like iMacs from the beginning. And it was like, like gigantic, like medium, smaller, 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 smaller. And now we're all the way here to this tiny screen but no large exactly. screen, but tiny width so that's exactly bigger. it's like it's like basically going from the regular ipad to like the new ipad pro design you know from 2018 right it's like that so uh and like yeah it's like basically that so which is so awesome like that's how drastic it is um which was obviously awesome all right and of course there are actually seven new colors so that's pretty cool and um uh it has the look of course of the Protoss XDR except without it still has the chin and stuff, but of course they want they want they don't want to dif- uh they wanna differentiate it. Alright. And then the stand actually looks they actually even compared it in the event, right? A minute after, like um a few minutes after I thought of it and wrote it down, but like the stand looks like the Protoss uh looked like some magic keyboard for the iPad, which is so Nice, you know, it looks really cool. So, um, of course, it's not the a thousand, a $1,000 Pro Scan, which I have very strong feelings about, but it's not about the Mac Pros. <laughs> All right, if I, it has a normal stand, but um, looks like the, I mean, it's not height adjustable, but still, you can tilt it, of course, for angles. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like the um, exactly. magic keyboard. That's, that's exactly uh, And then... Of course, it has the flat side rails, and then it has. We didn't. I we did say this, but and everyone kind of expected this, right? But it has the M1 chip, which is awesome for power. M1 chip. Oh my god! If I had just waited a year and used my Chromebook that I have right now, I could. I didn't know that we were gonna get a Chromebook from school, but if I had just waited, there would be a slight chance that I could have got the M1 Mac. I mean, there's always trade-in, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to waste time on that. And my Mac is functioning pretty good right now. But just the M1 chip, it's the craziest thing in the world. Apple's own chip. And that's it's it's really cool. So it performs it performs so well, all right? Yeah, the, so, proce- it, the processing power is so high. It's like really So good. actually, let me tell you a few of the stats, actually, all right? Um, it has... 85% CPU, 85% faster CPU. Insane, all right? Insane. CPU is what really matters. Yeah, exactly. And then 50% fa- faster graphics, which I am yeah. so impressed with. I mean, of course, it was there for the M1 launch, but it's really good. Yeah, and also, this is one thing that I am probably the most happiest about. It's probably the fans, because... My Mac, I, this is a MacBook, right? This is a laptop. My laptop, it's like, it's fans. It just one year before, two like two years before, no, one year before this Mac came out, iMac came out. And the fans, literally you can hear it on a Google Meet. Like right now, if I, I don't know if Adi can hear it right now, but if I'm running more than three apps, more than three apps, then... What will happen? Or like, if I even touch the application called iMovie, what will happen is that the fans will go for at least exactly. 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes. It's going to run like that. Even after I quit the app, the fan will run for a whole 30 minutes and it will disturb the entire house. Someone's trying to read. It's louder than someone screaming in a library. I swear to God. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. But I can literally sometimes hear it if we don't use, uh, if you don't use some of the cosmetic changes for the audio and tech hour in the beginning few episodes, right? When we were, when we were like a little bit, uh, you know, you were new to podcasting. All right. 
uh, we, you guys would have probably hear Rishi's fan, you know, um, uh, starting up and going, you know. Yeah, exactly. And what's so now talking about what happened in the iMac Pro this year? They the fans are literally under ten decibels. The noise is under ten decibels, which is like outstanding, outstanding, right? I I think that's really cool. And but see now, what I'm gonna say is I want to wait till um the IMAX come like I, I want to wait till like they start shipping because after that we can see like reviews and maybe even test the fan how fast the fan works and I know it's gonna be a little above ten like little above ten decibels because everything that they say actually this is not just for Apple this is for every single company it always is a little bit worse than what they say right it's like if they if, if it's like ten decibels it's gonna be a little above ten right it's like, it's not always exact. It's always a little worse, right? So um, I'm going to wait till it comes out. Let's see the exact results. Um, take an average on that. But what they're saying is really, really interesting. And I'm waiting for this to happen. And like we mentioned before, it's 11.5 millimeters thin, which is like thin. Like if you don't know how thin it is, it is like really thin. Exactly. And Actually, another um, statistic uh, that they said was that they cut the overall cost, the overall, I mean, not cost, sorry, the overall volume of the iMac, right? The overall volume of how much space it takes up by 50%. So, you know that um, uh 50%, of course, is a huge number, and you know that it's going to be uh, way thinner and way overall smaller when they say 50%. And um, obviously, it's been so long since they redid it. It's been 10 years so um, since they redid, like, redid the design, so that was pretty awesome, right? And then I want to actually move on to the display a little bit, all right? So it has the oleophobic coating, which is actually for Apple, all right? Apple does it so well is they used they first did it on the Pro Display XDR and then the older iMac Pro, all right? They did finally it's basically their anti-reflection uh oleophobic oleophobic oh sorry, can't even say that. Oleophobic coating, all right? And it's very good at blocking reflections. So that's nice. And of course, it includes True Tone, which is the pretty standard now on all the Apple devices. But finally, this is something that um, is really good to enjoy. Uh, Rishi? So this is probably another big thing that everyone complains to me about, especially Adi. Especially Adi, he complains to me about my camera. My camera quality on my Mac is what I call garbage. And it should be literally crushed. It's like if you crush a camera, you throw it, you put tomato juice on it, and then you put it back. That's what type of quality is. Like you can literally see the pixels moving. And I swear to God, it's so bad. Um, like everyone says, like it's so blurry. It's like you turn on your lights, and my lights are like on, and they're like you don't even have your lights on. And it's like it's so bad. Like even like. Sometimes there's even like some, um, like I even clean it sometimes, like a lot. I clean it all the time because it sometimes it's like people say it's like really, really bad and dirty. And it's, it's worse. My camera quality is worse than my brother's Mac, which is from early 2015, which is just disappointing. And now iMac, this iMac Pro is introducing true, um, not true tone, sorry. 1080p webcam, 1080p webcam. Um, this is like crazy because 1080p is really good quality. Exactly. And, and it though actually on the Apple event it didn't look as good as I thought it would be. It was still like a really big improvement in leap from what they've been doing before, and people are going to enjoy what they've done. And then I want to move on 
to, of course, the speakers that we talked about a little bit. Um, basically, they have six speakers, and the better power, power system for them, they're way louder. And, of course, they have actually the... They're even better with their speakers, but really what I care about is their mics. Their mics are even better than the MacBook, uh, than the MacBooks. That's what they said. They said, they said the best mics on a Mac. Hmm. Right? Because the, actually, includes- actually, MacBook Air, which is like the lowest, like lowest type of Mac laptop, right? That one actually has like an amazing quality, amazing like mic. Quality. Oh, it's awesome. So, yeah, and if you have like. If there's something that's better than that, I'm waiting to see. So Yeah, like for built into a computer, you know? And for the same price. All right. And so but they made it even better on the iMac on the iMac. So that makes me, of course, very happy. And of course, (laughs) that also works out for our podcasting. So (laughs) that's why I care about mics a lot. So um yeah. And well, actually, I want to say that Rishi actually uses a MacBook Air. So this like his mic is basically better than his mic, which is of course really nice. And then moving on, all right, I go back to the speakers, all right, and it is the spatial audio support, all right? Yeah, so spatial audio support. This is, like, I think this is, like, really cool because, like, AirPods Pro, they have incorporated, um, uh, they've incorporated spatial audio into them and like so basically what spatial audio is i think we told you guys about it in airpods episode check that one out and what it is is you can it sounds like you're hearing it from literally every single place like it's moving around you you tilt your head one direction the software tells the music or whatever you're listening to to shift a certain amount so then it still feels like it's coming actually, from literally everywhere. and Actually, it actually does the opposite, actually. It doesn't move it. It keeps it in the same spot. So you feel like the speakers are in place. No. So the, yeah, I know. I'm saying when you move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not when the that thing doesn't move. Yeah, I'm saying when I move. It's still, it, like, the software allows it to still feel like you're. it's coming from everywhere. And I feel like now that they've incorporated into the iMac, it's better because... Actually, lots of people don't have AirPods. Lots of people don't even have, like, headphones. Like, there are so many people. And, like, if you... Now, if you get this iMac, spatial audio is there. And I'm going to see how this happens if you don't have a device connected to your ear. I want to see... Yeah, exactly. No headphones. That was surprising me, actually. So how would this... I'm just... I've been thinking, like, how would this work, right? Uh, They have, like, different direction speakers for... So that's uh, like the, one of the main reasons why they can do it. I know. Right? I just want to like know how it sounds and stuff. So that would be like really cool. Exactly. That's what the review. I can't wait to the reviews. Uh, what they say about it. All right. And then I want to say that uh, of course the M1 chip is. We talked about the M1 chip, but um, many tabs can be opened. There's good response time. Very responsive Mac, and photo editing is awesome. All right. And actually, I want to go back to webcam. All right. The M1 chip can allow for better processing when you're using the webcam to make you look even better. So, so it's basically, um, yeah, actually, it's just, uh, basically kind of like in iPhone 11, they introduced it. I have deep fusion. That's the word. It's basically kind of like that. So, um, that's kind of cool. All right. And then basically they have three different keyboards. All right. Three different magic keyboards that they, three different tiers, basically the bottom one. Yeah, it has some improved buttons and stuff. The m- middle one, I think. I think the uh, actually I don't even know what the middle one is, but the top one has the Touch ID, which they finally brought into some kind of external keyboard, which I'm very happy about. And whenever you put your finger, let's say you're in like one person's um, let's say like someone, account. let's say you're like um, User exactly, you put your finger at top of the thing while you're even in someone else's account, right? You press it's on it, it goes to your account because yeah. it's so secure and stuff with your finger and stuff, which is really cool. So now that we're talking about switching and stuff, I want to talk. I want to tell you guys about handoff and um, universal keyboard. So handoff is basically like if you're getting a call on your um, phone, right? Like on your iPhone. Um, what we'll do is it's also going to show up on your Mac, 
So you don't even have to answer it from um, your phone. And if you do decide to answer it from your phone, your AirPods will switch to your phone. So that is like really, really cool how they're doing that. And universal keyboard. I am shocked by this because if you copy something on your phone, you can literally go on your iMac and paste it even though it's from your phone. So that that's just like shocking to me and it's like really yeah cool. i'm actually impressed with that i just actually maybe i just like i watched the event of course the entire event but maybe i just like zoned off or something or looking at something else but actually i didn't hear of that but that's actually impressive yeah it's really cool um and so now let's talk about i want to talk about how it's responsiveness right you can open hundreds of tabs at the same time with safari because that's their um browser right so i use also i also use safari but you can open hundreds of tabs on safari with still a good response rate because like for me i can open like eight tabs or something and it's gonna say this tab is using the responsiveness of your mac it's like lowering please close this tab or something like that it's like i don't know like my memory might just be bad or like the computer memory might just be bad or something but Seriously, like the responsiveness on this responsiveness, my bad, on this iMac is like so much more better than what it was before. And it's really interesting how they've um, done this. And Adi, what, what do you, what would you like to say? Yeah, so actually, I just want to, uh, that's really cool, the responsiveness, of course, with the M1. But I actually kind of want to move on to um, the ports on the back basically so the um mac of course regular uh has the ports right but what they did was they have six uh six ports right and they have four usb-c usb-c4 and two thunderbolt thunderbolt of course is a very fast cable so i'm very happy that they finally have it and of course the ethernet actually no and it has a magnet and then also has a magnetic power cable all right and the power cable goes to a brick, and then, of course, that goes to the outlet. We could plug in the Ethernet into the brick, so it doesn't go, it, like, kind of takes out some of the um, extra cables that you have into your computer. Yeah, so I want to say two things. First of all, I love how they've added, now they have lots of ports, right? But what my what I'm mad about is that they've had four of the exact same port, and they could have even added more ports like if they can just add a usb3 port if they can just add that i swear then everything would be so much more better well USB- it has it has usb4 right so it's a more advanced version you know but i think it supports everything i know but usb3 has like so many things around around a usb3 like um you can put there's like mics that go with that um you can put receivers in there, so many things. And then HDMI. If you just had an HD... Oh, wait, you don't even need HDMI because you are you already have... Never mind. You don't even need HDMI. But, I mean, HDMI nice. would be nice. You don't, have to, you don't have to use too many adapters. That's what the rumored Mac is supposed to come out, right? Like, everyone, everyone's actually thinking that the new Mac book, sorry, the new Mac book um, in the future is going to bring back all the ports, like, all the major ports and go complete, like... Complete 2005, basically, like 2010, yeah. 2009 or something. Yeah, 2000, right. exactly, 2011, nine mode, exactly, right? But then that would also mean that they would have to thicken the Mac a little bit if they were yeah. all those different types of ports. But and I, think I, it would go- I am not sure if they're really going to do that. I have low hopes for that. But so, yeah. And then the second thing that I want to say is they've added this Ethernet port which I think is really, really good because I know a lot of people who's like Wi-Fi is garbage. It does not, it's not good at all, right? And like for their laptops and stuff. So plugging Ethernet into this is, I think it's really good because lots of people use Ethernet to operate their laptops and stuff. So it's good that they've added that, added that port into the power brick itself. So that's good. And also they've, added the new new keyboard, new mouse, new trackpad. I think we've mentioned that. And uh, then 4.5K Retina display, which is, like, it's really good because, like, now better yeah. quality, um, you have better quality for, for your Mac. And, and also you can switch the 
I mean, not Switch, you can also connect it to the, it supports the full quality 6K Pro Display XDR, which is, of course, very nice. Yeah. And now pricing, all right? It's $12.99 for the base model. Not bad. $14.99 for the premium model. I got my laptop for like $1,300. Well, yeah, it should have been way cheaper, but I think it's because of the warranty and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But I'm... But twelve ninety nine. Actually, I'm supportive supportive of Apple for this pricing. Yeah, because it's a full size. It's a full size iMac. So, in my opinion, I do support this price. For you know, actually, in my opinion, with M1 chips, all right, all Macs are worth their price at the moment. All right, as of April twentieth, twenty twenty one, I feel like um, all Macs at the moment with the M1 chip are worth the price. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, because, like, M1 is so yeah for all these but, things. And we will be, in, like, we will be elaborating on M1 incorporation in the next topic, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. And now for the most anticipated product of this Apple event, all right? The new 2021 iPad Pro. All right, here is the main thing, all right? Literally, they showed, um, it, literally, uh, Tim Cook breaking into the Apple head- headquarters and then literally going, opening up a Mac, getting the M1 chip and putting in an iPad, which is basically the entire, basically the entire reason for this new, uh, pro- uh, iPad, which is M1 in iPad. Very exciting. All right. Extremely exciting. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting some kind of A14X, but obviously M1 is even better. So yeah, I, when we were watching it live, I literally like typed it in, I like sent Adi M1 Mac, M1 Mac, but he was like, I don't know. For some reason, he's like seven seconds ahead of me in the event. So he, te- he like, we texted at each other at the same time. So it was kind of cool. Exactly, with the Apple.com, which was way faster than YouTube. Uh, yeah. So, here are the specs, all right? 50% faster than CPU and 40% faster graphics. All right? Insane. All right? Very fast. All right? So, Silham, I know you were thinking of buying an iPad Pro, like a uh, 2018 iPad Pro. So, Actually, and 2020. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you. You found some kind of deal, right? I so, found um, a better deal. Which is surprising, you know. Normally it doesn't happen. Normally it doesn't really happen. But Soham, what does this change anything for you? If in potentially researching more, tw- tw- researching, I mean, stopping researching uh, 2020 iPad Pro deals, the 2018 iPad Pro deals, or just going straight for the new one? Well, if you're on a tight budget. You should go with certified refurbished. But also, if you really need the insane performance of the M1 iPad, then uh, you should. You obviously should go with the 2021. But if you, you're like me that really doesn't need an iPad, because I don't really need an iPad that much, so then you would rather save money and go with the certified refurbished. Yeah, even the 2018 A12X Bionic is so incredibly fast and faster than all Windows computers and Intel Macs, all right? It's the 2018. Then they went with the 2020 model, which is the A12Z, which was even a little little bit of a spec bump in the processor, all right? So though the new ones are extremely, extremely fast, but, um, but right now, all right, I would still... It depends, you know, if, you're, if your parents, let's say you're a kid and your, your parents are going to buy it with you, rather save that money and, you know, go with 2018 if you find a good deal or 2020, most likely 2018. Um, and then maybe get a keyboard or something similar to that. So, but in my opinion, I was expecting an A14X and I'm actually really happy that that didn't happen. So, um, yeah. All right, so I don't know about battery life. They didn't talk about battery life, but I know in the... Uh, MacBook, uh, when they unveiled it, they said, um, there's gonna be huge battery gains. 
But um, they didn't talk about that in the iPad event, even though technically the iPad has bigger batteries than the uh, than the um, MacBook Air. But I think I know the reason. It's because of the 120 hertz display, 12.9 inch touch, and then right, so it's a touch, obviously touch screen. So that's just using up so much of the um, the battery. That's why they're not gonna say, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna have some huge battery gains and stuff like that." Yeah. So, so if you've noticed, obviously, like the just the iPad from Apple, obviously that's much cheaper, but your battery life's much better because it's not powering such a big, bright, and like more advanced screen. So. Like, basically, it's kind of like for every 10%, you can get about an hour of use. Yeah. Well, well in my experience, it's, like, way less than that. But, yeah, okay. For that's, coming from a, that's coming from a 11-inch. Like, I've used, inch. I've used a 11-inch. Uh, oh, you're talking about 11-inch. No, right. From school. So, that's what I've noticed, really. Well, okay, I mean, and also Soham's battery life, right? Soham's battery life, he's more conservative, while I'm more completely just full speed ahead. And Rishi? For the M1 Mac, I think it's all-day battery life. So this is going to be, like, that's rumored it's all-day battery life because of the M1 chip. So I think this is, I think it's going to be way better. Imagine M1X in the iPad. Uh, I think that, that they're, be- they're going to reserve for... um the iMac Pro and Mac Pro, and maybe the 16-inch MacBook Pro. Actually, even the Mac Mini. I don't know about the Mac Mini. In my opinion... Yeah, because I, you hear about the, the new iMac, right? They didn't put it in there, which is really sad. The M1X, they put the regular M1, which is still extraordinarily fast. Like It's hard to express, right? But extraordinarily fast. But, um... So I think they're going to put it just for the iMac Pro, Mac Pro... Maybe 16-inch MacBook Pro. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I want to say, uh, there's two times faster storage with now a two-terabyte option. So there's going to be 128, two, uh, 256, then 512, a terabyte, and then two terabytes. I so really I don't know why you need two terabytes, point. but... I really yeah. don't see the point, or anyone... That needs a two terabyte storage iPad. <laughs> yeah, two terabytes, but I think it's like two thousand gigabytes. But like, um, but I guess for some people who really use like editing and pro raw and everything, I doubt you'd still need it. Rather, transfer it to external storage. But yeah, and then going on, all right. Uh, they finally switched it out. Not finally, actually. No one is. Like, I mean, everyone's expecting this. But they did it, all right? They switched out the USB-C 4 to a Thunderbolt cable. So it's obviously still the US, so basically it's always, it's basically USB-C 4 with Thunderbolt support. So Thunderbolt is obviously the faster wire transfer. So that's pretty cool. And you get full quality for the external displays, such as the Pro Display XDR that is $5,000 and then the $1,000 stand, which is, of course, ridiculous. And then should have really included at least maybe some sort of stand with the Pro XDR display because they don't exactly to make it a cheap stand. Include one, which is kind of sad. Exactly, and then the Visa mount, the cheap one, is like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars for a metal bracket. So that's kind of upsetting, and then next. Something simple, and right now, pretty much kind of, maybe, for most people, useless, 5G support. Yay, with millimeter wave, all right? Um, for me, all right, with an iPad, ne- I would, in my opinion, never get a cellular option. Always just, because then you're paying more for the iPad, which is, like, upfront cost, I guess. That is a smaller factor, but actually, a bigger factor is, like, extra plan. Actually, extra Apple, Apple's right now doing a deal, only from their website. If you have T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, or AT&T, you could get $200 off of a cellular model iPad Pro. So that's basically the same amount of money as 
a normal iPad Pro. Okay, so that's actually really impressive, actually. That's really good. But it's only exclusive to Apple Store. Like, you can't, if you say buy it off of Amazon, you won't get that deal. But I think it's AT&T, you can only get $150. Oh, okay. So, then, uh, I'm going to say that it has, uh, uh, it has the LiDAR sensor, which has obviously been there for a year. But they, with the M1 support, right, they have more, um, power, obviously. So now I can do live previews of high power green screens and stuff like that. So it's like, um, instead of like you record it and then add the green screen, then it shows you the green screen after that. Live preview does that, which is awesome. I really think like Apple shouldn't really, like maybe like they should make the lighter scanner kind of like maybe something else. Cause I don't think people really use I can agree with that. And then, next thing I want to say, all right, they finally they also did Apple, Apple Clips for lighter stuff to get that 3D effects with the lighter sensor. So some small stuff. Again, as what just Soham, what Soham just said, Apple Clips with, I mean, this is a lighter thing, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't use it really, so. But they had to have something for the Pro models, right? In my opinion, take it out. Cut the price, even though Apple, if they took it out, would never cut the price on it anyway. So, <laughs> rather take the lighter sensor, ha. Huh? Um, then I want to say, here is one of the, besides M1, I think this is the second main thing. All right. Actually, the no, third main thing. All right. Third main thing. Ultra wide camera on the front. All right. Normally on the front, all right, for any Apple device actually at the moment. All right. It's a regular, regular, um, Primary sensor. Alright, the wide camera. Alright. So, which is good, but now they added the ultra wide sensor. So, it's like really wide field of view. And let's say you're on a FaceTime, right? So, it basically zooms in on you and cuts off the thing and it tracks you kind of. So, it always zooms in to the subject. Rishi? Which I think that's called uh, center. I, I don't remember exactly what it's called. Center scanning, I'm pretty sure. Center, uh, center stage. That's what it's called. It's like basically, like if you enter the, um, if someone, let's say someone else enters the call, the lidar sensor will like zoom out a little bit. They'll focus on that person, and then it'll unfocus on that person. And let's say you start moving out of your camera, it'll like, and this is not like completely move out of your camera, but like if it moves a bit out of your cam, if you move a bit out of your camera, then it's gonna, um, camera will move. And it'll detect you again, right? So that's really cool, a feature that they've created. And I'm excited to test that out. And, like, then um, on top of that, there's, like, it's really good because, like, it follows the person. So you don't have to recenter your um, iPad. Yeah, especially FaceTimes on the iPad is kind of annoying since your camera's on the side. Not on the front. Exactly. I wish they had updated that to be on the front. No, I mean, I mean, like, on the top bezel instead of the side bezel, you know? Because The longer anyways, like, bezels. I mean, the longer bezels. Exactly. Because they mainly, honestly, um, honestly, right, everyone uses their iPad sideways, basically. No one uses their very fancy iPad Pro the one way with their big screen. I don't. Barely people you have some sort of software that you can only use vertical, but otherwise, but usually those are like games, and you don't need a camera for a game, really. Exactly. So rather put it on the top bezel. Like, you know, I thought they would have updated that this time, but I guess it would be too much on production or whatever, you know, like. Um, But then I want to go next to the... Uh, display. Alright. Display is what... Uh, yeah, so, huh? Yes. The display is literally what you're getting your iPad for. Like, that's what makes the iPad, the iPad display. Yeah, the iPad Pro, yeah. So, there are 4 million 
pixels on the iPad. I was about to say pickles. Uh, so there's 4 million pixels on the iPad. Uh, also, there's like the Apple offers the 11 inch or the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. The uh, 12.9 inch will have more pixels because it's a bigger screen. So next, the display is a liquid retina XDR 1000 nits and 600 nits of peak brightness. That's really bright. It's um, 1600 nits. So yeah, 1600. yeah, I think you might have met. So yeah. let's just say you don't want it on full brightness when you're in a dark room. Yeah, I know. That's like literally you got it like a flashlight. It's better than the ones that you have at, like, at home. Like, 1,600 nits. Like, that's kind of crazy. It's a lot of, um, it's like, high brightness if you put it all the way up there. And but Of course, I would appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. But, yeah, that's always because, uh, you know, that's because of the mini-LED display that's been rumored for a very, very long time. Mini-LED. Right? And for me, it's not too much of a big deal because... I mean, yes, the display, right? Basically, the whole point of uh, OLED, OLED slash mini LED, all right, is that the individual pixels will turn off completely. So it's an actual black color on the display, right? But the problem with a normal LCD panel, right, is that it's um, it can't turn off, so it's just a gray. That's why you don't get the true blacks and the deepest blacks and the darkest blacks. That's why they put the mini LED to improve the quality. But they couldn't put a full OLED on there because of it's just so thin, you know? That's why they put the mini LED. To be honest with the new iPad, I wasn't really that excited for it because we're still talking the same price point as last year. Like, Apple should try to work on the uh, budget iPad Pro. Maybe one yeah, like that would be good. Maybe the budget iPad or budget rumored, iPad Pro. The very rumored, very rumored, like it's probably still like two or three years away, probably even longer. The full screen, uh, iPad Mini. Oh yes, all right. I don't like iPad Mini, but if they put that in there, that'll be good for price. But you know what they should do? All right, this is probably never gonna happen. No, it's probably gonna happen. But it's gonna happen a few years once um the home button and everything gets old and it gets right like and then the new design is like the standard. Alright. Seventh generation with the new i with the iPad Pro design from right now. That would be it, alright? That would be the best iPad for the price. And in my opinion, the best tablet on the market. First of all, I already think iPad is the best tablet on the market, but yeah. What you're thinking right now might actually become a reality maybe in one or two years. Because if you think about it, Apple was the only company that had some sort of, like, home button. Like, a physical button that pushes down. So, if you look at the flagship Sam- Samsung's OnePlus, they don't have any home button. Yeah. The Tab S7, yeah, it had the same design as the iPad Pro, basically, right now. So, Yeah. But, um, what I like about the Tab S7 is it includes a pencil. Oh, really? I don't know if it includes that. That's actually kind of cool. But, yeah, the tabs, yeah. the Samsung tabs include a stylus. Like, their own Apple pencil. Yeah, but rather, in my opinion, you know, like, in that case, like, Apple, I guess, they don't have to supply it for you, obviously. If it was free, that would be the best thing ever. But, um... What they can do, just make the Apple Pencil cheaper. At least 25 to 45% cheaper. Again, Apple, make a cheaper Apple Pencil. Exactly. Because right now, people are going... Because if they don't do it quick enough, Logitech might actually... We're going back to the old days when I first told Rishi and Adi in episode 2 of the the iPad. The Logitech Crayon. If Apple doesn't do anything quick, and Logitech is still working on the Logitech Crayon, it might overpower the Apple Pencil because it's only $70. Okay, well, I think the only problem would be that it's not first party, and that's why um, 
it won't work as well with the iPad, you know. But, but um, again, Logitech is actually a big supplier, if you think about it, for Apple. And um, still, the only difference between the first generation Apple Pencil and the Logitech Crayon is pressure ses- sensitivity. Okay. But what's yeah, nice okay. about the Apple Pencil is that it has the palm rejection thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then next, all right, so it simply has um, 10,000 mini LEDs instead of the 79 full LED um, thing. So, you can, so it has 2,600 individual dimming zones to be very precise in what you see. So that's what, um, yeah, it's very precise. So each, so basically, like, there's 2,500 different zones, all right, and that's where it would turn black or turn off, I meant. And that's how you get the deepest blacks and everything worth. And then, all right, supports. And here's the last thing, all right. Well, obviously, that was the number one most important thing besides M1. So number two, all right. And then here is what a little upsets me, all right. It supports LumaFusion, which is obviously very nice. But just no Final Cut Pro X, all right. Once iPad support, it, first of all, Final Cut Pro X is literally an Apple, um, literally Apple makes Final Cut, uh, Final Cut, all right? Final Cut Pro, right? Um, once they support it, all creators will be so happy. Rishi? And, like, first of all, like, no one really... I mean, like, people use iMovie, right? But, like, you need a better software than iMovie on an iPad because, like, not a lot of people have a Mac. I mean, like, there are thousands of people, millions of people who have Macs. But I'm saying, in my opinion, I feel like that more people have iPads, so they need to incorporate final cut pro into this ipad into the ipads because like it is final cut pro is a really big studio for editing your videos and it's important in like every way so they need to incorporate it somehow like every big youtuber you watch they're probably editing on final cut pro like it's very popular but then rishi that actually might be apple's marketing They'll make they will make you want to upgrade to the Mac because when you you are right also very that. true because when you buy a Mac you can get the option add Final Cut Pro for three hundred dollars or Logic Pro for two hundred. Exactly. Yeah, Apple is good with their um, marketing marketing tools. Like that is a good tactic, but it's their tactics annoy me. Like. They're so smart yes. that they literally annoy me because, like... Exactly, right? Just, they made the iPad... They made this new iPad sound so good, all right? Like, so incredibly good. Well, well right now, like, it's obviously the same design and everything. So that... The only thing that... So that... So here are the... So that's, of course, my full upset, right? That first upset. Final Cut Pro. No support. Number two? Adi. All right. I the be- yeah. So maybe on the flip side, though, if they did support Final Cut Pro... More people will go for the iPad, but then the iPad price might raise, or the Mac sell Mac sales will go down. That is also true, but I don't know. I feel like Mac is like pretty much unstoppable now because like so there's still still some limitations in iPad OS to make it like your full workspace. But so, um, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is what everyone thought during the iPad. They were, like, all happy, probably, like, on the edge of their seats when all these stats were coming out. Once the price comes, it will be the same as last year. Exactly. They'll be, yeah, exactly. all their hopes are down. And then, actually, I want to say my last upset before we go to the, before we go to the, um, price. All right? The design is the same, all right? At least make the bezels a little thinner. The bezels are ultra thin, and they're perfectly rounded corners, all right? In the iPad already. Right, but at least made them a little thinner just to change some stuff up. It's the same design for three years, right? So yeah, and then also there's a white magic keyboard. Obviously, still an overpriced keyboard. (laughs) All right, way too overpriced. All right, and then Rishi, I know you like to take. I know I know you like to take the price. So Rishi, yeah, this is my favorite thing, and pricing is always my favorite thing. And seven ninety nine. For the 11 inch iPad. That's the same thing for the 11 inch. That's the same thing as last year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not against that in any way. And then um, $1,099 for the 12.9 inch. And that's $100 mm, more. 
Yeah, no, it's not. It is. Yeah, last time it was nine ninety nine, and now it's ten ninety nine. They increased the price by a hundred dollars. You know why? Because they only put the mini LED in the twelve inch, twelve inch, twelve point nine inch. Oh, you're saying one hundred dollars more than last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that case, yes, you're right. Yeah, it was nine ninety nine, and now it's ten ninety nine. That is a three hundred dollar price gap between the two iPads. Um, oh, though yeah. it is a pro, though it is a pro um, iPad. Maybe if they could lower the price, I think if they had just kept it the same as last year, maybe it could have been good. But with this M1 incorporation and stuff, um, I think it deserves that one hundred dollars. So I'm no, but actually M1 M1's, okay M1's in both, right? M1 is in both iPads, yeah, but mini LED is what is in the 12.9 inch only. What's That's sad? What's sad is that I said this before, but I feel like Apple can make their product cheaper since they're using their own chip instead of getting it from Intel. Oh yeah, actually, I forgot about that. Of course, I uh, I thought of that, and that's obviously why they reduced the price of the Mac a little bit, but. It's still expensive. The iPad's still expensive. But um, that concludes our iPad section. And that actually includes our coverage of the Tech Hour coverage of the spring-loaded Apple. Apple event, which is, uh, of course, it was, of course, a very nice event. So I hope you liked the event, and I hope you enjoyed this coverage. So Tech Hour is recorded by me, Aditya Patel, Rishi, and Sohan. Edited by Rishi and me, Rishi and I. And also produced by all three of us. And we edited in GarageBand. We use Anchor as our podcast hosting platform. And of course, thank you, the listener, for listening to Tech Hour. And I hope you appreciated this early release for this Apple event. So for this Apple event episode. So I hope you enjoyed and I hope you liked the tech hour coverage.